Anita Sweeney. Hi. <laughs> nice to see you again. It's great to see you. Great to be here. You know, um, we talked, I think it was two weeks ago now, and I I wasn't planning on it, but I was traveling. I was in a I was in this train station in Harlem with two A's, H-A-A-R-L-E-M, which is the original where Harlem, New York got its name. Uh, but this is Harlem in Netherlands. And we, it's the first time you and I had connected and we had such a fantastic conversation. And I only didn't record it because I was on my phone. I don't think you can record Zoom from a phone, right? I think you need, oh, maybe in the cloud. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you have didn't. to record it. It's the internet connection you'd have to have to get the Zoom. Yeah. As long as you yeah. have an internet connection, you probably could. But oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll we did a great conversation. We did. We did. And we had, you know, we have your books and my books and we had meditation and jogging and and breaking through and intervals and frequency and all kinds of great stuff. And uh, that's why I wish we recorded it because we were just, you know, it was fun. We were just so relaxed and chilling and I'm walking around the train station and having a chat, getting to know each other. And it was just, it was really nice. So we're going to do our best to, to bring some of that back because we, you and I have so much in common and so many parallels and overlaps about our content and what we're doing and the work we do that I'm just looking forward to, to getting back into it. Me too. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> so you, what really intrigued me was how you, you told the story of you, you're really, you're really into your timers and your kitchen timers, your, your, your <laughs> microwave timers. I thought that was so cool. And, and, and you're talking about really tiny increments of time. Like when you first started jogging, can you can you give us one of your timer stories? <laughs> well, say the first timer that I used was actually with writing. So that's before that, um, oh. for all of this with writing practice with Natalie Goldberg. So look her up, writing down the okay. bones, because you do timed intervals, which helps create a little pressure cooker effect. So. Okay. Um, you know, your mind thinks I can do this for a short period of time. I can do this just till the timer and you keep going till the timer. ends. So that was actually my first nice. timer experience. And then my second timer experience was not the one you're asking about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, because that's the way I roll, um, was when I learned to meditate. So my favorite line, my favorite line in, in many of my talks and my new book is there was this guy. <clears throat> so I was dating a man and he was into meditation and I had heard about it, dabbled in it, but, you know, wasn't into it. He was really into it. So he, he said, want to sit? And I think I said, want to what? <laughs> and he meant meditation. And so he set the microwave timer for five minutes and instructed me, try not to fidget. Just try not to fidget, which, of course, I fidgeted. Wow. But uh, so that was my second kind of big timer moment. And then, oh, and by the way, that man and I have been married 29 years <laughs> just now. So <laughs> celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary. And um, that timers guy, are even more important in your life. <laughs> but the timer with the running was after I um, saw a high school friend about the same age as I was, about the same shape, size, you know, all of that lack of athletic ability. Neither of us were um, athletic. And she posted on social media, call me crazy, but this running is getting to be fun. And I really thought she'd lost it. We should do a wellness check. 
But what she had done <laughs> was, um, which it took me a while, it took me a while to um, actually look up the plan. I, I watched her and she continued and she seemed huh. to be having fun. And I was not. I was at a very, huh. very dark place. I had uh, lost seven people and a cat, including my 24-year-old niece and my mother in the same 11-month period. Huh. Uh, my father-in-law. It was just a horrible year. And I'm I sorry. was coming off of that. Um, I was, thank you. I was coming off of that and just was morose. I mean, I, I was not sure um, I wanted to live. I've had chronic depression most of my life and it cycles. And I was in probably the second worst cycle I've had in my life. And so I see the social media posts, think it's ridiculous, kind of try to forget it, but she keeps running. And so eventually I looked up the training plan that she was following, the interval training plan, interval, um, which was couch to 5K. And the first line of the plan says 60 seconds of jogging. So that's really important because she was somebody I could identify with. She was somebody I knew and I could identify with her. Um, It said 60 seconds. And I thought, Okay, 60 seconds. Of course, it said other things too, but that was the piece that was important and cl- you know, stuck in my head almost like a mantra. And then it said uh-huh. jogging, not running. And when I thought of running, I thought of what I now know is actually sprinting. Okay. And so jogging seemed easier. It seemed like something possible to someone who was very much not athletic, didn't uh-huh. consider herself athletic. And so... Um, I live in central Ohio, United States. Winters are cold. This was, I probably saw this in the winter sometime. And when the spring rolled around, <clears throat> we have these little bulbs called crocuses. They're little purple bulbs that pop sometimes yeah. through the snow. Yeah, and they're awesome. For whatever reason, yeah, you, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're yeah. in the bulb capital of the world. <laughs> yeah. But um, for some reason, that shift in season, made me feel like this was something I could try. And it was, it was almost, I've tried everything else. I had therapy, I had meds, I had, you know, all these kinds of things. And it was sort of like a last ditch effort. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I just was really at the end and I thought, well, I didn't try this. And um, um, so I picked up a digital kitchen timer, one of those little white square kitchen timers. Yeah, yeah, and I leashed, no. I leashed up the dog as a decoy. I had a yellow Labrador retriever uh, named Morgan and walked him down to this hidden ravine and stood there for a while because I was still just, I don't know what I thought was going to happen. You know, I was going to fall apart or something, but uh, eventually hit that timer and jogged for 60 seconds. And there was something about that, uh, taking that action as small as it was that shifted my mood for that moment. You know, it didn't, it didn't cure me overnight. It wasn't like that, but it put in motion something that changed my life in ways that I had it that still amazed me so so the um the plan I was thinking about the frequency we're talking about the timers um that plan had three workouts a week so that was the frequency and following that it sort of put it kept me in motion because I just followed the plan do the frequency they say just follow the plan and um and that made it it just made it easier because I didn't have to decide because we talked earlier about yeah, overwhelm, right. about yeah. overwhelm and we get decision fatigue. Yeah. And so having that plan helped me not have to make a choice. I just did what the plan said to do. 
Wow. You know, what's fantastic about what, about your story, what you're saying is this, you talk about this achievable goal, the 60 seconds, and then you didn't even talk about three times a week yet, right? We're just talking once, 60 seconds. And then right. he's, there weren't there weren't fireworks. There wasn't a, a, a marching band, right? There weren't lightning strikes and, and hummingbirds and feathers and who knows what. It was just, it happened, but something like internally changed, sounds like. And just it triggered it, it triggered something in you to, to th this this action, this inspired action that then led you to, to, to think it was okay to make it, it's but it's possible. And because your friend who you knew, right, it wasn't some TV star or some famous somebody or other who's doing the thing. It's a friend say, wait a minute, you know, if she's doing this. And then I can I can do 60 seconds and jogging. It's not running, not sprinting, but jogging, 60 seconds of jogging. Because I don't remember if we talked about this two weeks ago, but I have a program called How to Write Your Worst Book Ever. And it's very I much like that. It's very much like what you're talking about. It's not, oh, we're going to write this masterpiece novel and it's going to take nine years. No, we're going to write a literally a bad book. We're going to write a <laughs> Can never say it without laughing, right? We're, you're literally going to write a silly book or a, or a short book or a opposite book, like the opposite book you'd want to write. And we're going to have fun doing it. And we're going to do it in 10 days. And I, I, have, I have a book that's three words long. It's three chapters, three words, right? So if you think, well, if he only did, he, Bradley wrote a book that's three words long. Well, I can do that, right? I can do that in a minute. I can do that in 10 seconds if you got the right three words, right? And so that's because if, if we're talking about frequency, my upcoming book frequency, and we were talking about tuning in and then intervals, but sure to get you to the three day a week jogging routine, you first need to break through. You need to, because if you just say, if, if it, it, it wasn't down with your dog at the ravine and saying, okay, let's see, let's start the three day a week plan now. Okay. Let's see. It's day one. Here we go forever. It was 60 seconds one time. That's just, that's fantastic. And it that's was so that. Exciting. And it was seeing that that's what she was doing was that 60 seconds. Okay. That's what, that was that big connection. Just yeah. going, because I, she didn't talk about, it. she just said, oh, week one of this plan complete. So it wasn't until I got seeing her joy, her movement. Um, I got the, and the, uh, I got the initiation or impetus, that's where I'm for, in me to go look up the plan. And that's when it became doable was when I actually saw, oh my gosh, 60 seconds. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I think I can do that. So yeah. Tiny, tiny interval. Tiny, tiny interval. But what I'm so excited about is what you're saying, because I'm thinking about the interval, got the interval going, oh, okay. Three times a week. Jog. Okay. 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 But it's that, how do you get started thing, right? How do, how, okay, three times a week, but when do I start the three times a week thing? Is that, should I start in the fall? Maybe I should start in the spring. You know, 2023 has a nice ring to it, right? <laughs> There's just so many ways. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 2030. I, you know, I, yeah, exactly. I'll be how um, the, um, the, um, 
uh, let's see what uh, I kind of lost it there for a second. I'm sorry. Oh, the that's the thing that is the hardest is people ask me, they'll say, I've got this friend. They just need to do this or um, my sister or my kid or my mom, you know, and it's really hard to tell them the truth, which is they can't make that person want it. They can wow. say, oh, there's this friend of mine that's doing this. Does that interest you? Or I'll go with you. Or um, maybe we can find a cause that uh, is close to your heart. Or, you know, there's it has to be some kind of alignment. And for me, it was psychological overwhelm to the point that I was you know, contemplating suicide. I mean, and that's how far down I had gone. And boy, you know, I mean, and I kind of a very bad, very dark joke is you can't, nobody can give that to you. <laughs> but, um, um, but that's, yeah. that's where it went. And seeing my friend gave me this tiny bit of hope and not everybody has to go that dark or that far down or anything like that. I'm not meaning that. Um, but when you have that impetus, it has to come, you can get the ideas from outside, but it has to come ultimately from inside you. And so you know, that's what I, I sort of tell these friends of people, family members of people is try not to push, but talk about the things that you've seen that you've heard and, and because you're looking for a connection. And for some people, it's a gut connection. Some people, it's a heart connection. It might be a brain connection. Um, but you're looking for some kind of way that will um, create a door maybe that that person can walk through. And if it's you, if it's me, I'm looking for that door. And for me, it has to be a gut connection. And so somebody else might say, oh gosh, I have a friend who has breast cancer now. I think I'm going to take up running because I want to raise money for research for breast cancer because of my friend. That's the heart thing. Um, a mind person might say, oh, this is really interesting. I love um, the math behind or uh, I don't know, the geometry maybe behind playing pool, or I mean, I don't know what it would be, but there's something, you know, you have to find something that clicks with you. Um, and so uh, I know a lot of runners actually who are really into the math. I mean, I'm kind of geeky too. And, um, and so that, that ability to track what you're doing and do that math all the time, things like that, that there's a certain crowd that is really into that and so that has to be you, you just have to find the the appeal and for me it was a gut thing where this friend i knew her she seemed to be happy she seemed to be enjoying what she was doing and i was miserable and so that's what the click was for me i i love the the gut heart mind options the and ideally you know, more than one Oh, absolutely. It. Most yeah. people do. Yeah, usually I have a kind of a stack. So mine's gut heart. And like my husband's is okay. is probably brain gut. And it, you okay. have kind of a stack where one's more. I mean, I think that I'm, I might be making this up. I get it. For, I study a lot of personality type stuff. But that's the yeah. one that that's just the simplification that resonates. With me, so. Yeah, I like that. And to know, you know, how if you're going to start this thing, how it connects and why it's connecting. And that's yeah, the, I think that's. Um, for me, I didn't know it at the time, but in hindsight, and so I'm thinking about your frequency, yeah, 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 yeah. that's the frequency is that you have to find the one 
that resonates with you. I the see what you're saying. Why or the the you know that the the reason the that it resonates with you. Yeah, the, for me, it's a feel. It's very yeah, much a feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's interesting because you were talking about senses, like the different senses, and that could be like that's oh, I feel this, or oh, I well, I mind well, I intellectually, or, well, I read this, or I see this. So. That's interesting as well. Yes. So the, yeah, in meditation. So my, the book that just came out, Make Every Move a Meditation, in which I talk about how I meditate while I run, which is a whole other story, which read the book, you'll learn all about that. But, um, um, but I go through the possibilities, the categories of what you could use for what we call an object of meditation. So when you meditate, um, the way, at least the way I teach it, you choose um, the thing you're going to focus on. And that can be your thinking. It can be the shape and uh, content of your thoughts. We tend to not start with that because they tend to be kind of sticky and you just end up, you know, with your mind wandering, going down, going down the, the thinking rabbit hole. Um, most teachers start with the breath because everyone breathes so that the student can't say, well, I don't breathe, so I can't do that <laughs> because our minds are always looking for a way out, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, but the breath is actually a touch sense. It's actually a felt sense. It's very similar to like the touch of your skin, um, the, the temperature, things like that. So that's all a felt sense. And so is the breath, that sensation of your breath moving across, whether it's your lips, your chest rising and falling um, in your nose, that's a touch. So then you also have hearing. You could listen to bird song or uh, traffic. I mean, you really can use anything. Vision which could be the shape, texture, color, um, so many options there. And then scent. In the spring, I love to use scent because here in central Ohio, we have lilacs that bloom and they're just so fragrant. And so I'll use that. Sometimes it's my object of meditation, the smell of lilacs, and then the absence of the smell of lilacs, and then my emotional response to the absence, and then my emotional response to this, you know, when they, when I smell them again, things like that. You can use taste, which often we do that with uh, eating meditation, where you uh, taste the texture, the actual taste flavor, but also the texture of the food. Uh, so I get them all. I think that's the hearing sound. I think I got them all. So yeah, did I miss any? Yeah. Um, so you can use any of those. And that's the, that's one of the things I love about meditation. I'm so grateful that guy introduced me to meditation, what, 31 years ago now, because yeah. it's completely adaptable. It, you can use it for anything. And um, with, let me go back to your frequency uh, theme here, because with frequency, you were talking about kind of the two different things that, that sort of tune into the radio dial frequency. Yeah. And then the how often do you do it? And those are choices. So that frequency for me, if I'm choosing, let's say vision, I'm not, I mean, I could just use Anything I see, that's completely fine to use that. I tend to like a more tight focus, um, so uh, something a little narrower of focus. So the color green is probably my favorite, favorite, favorite visual because I love the color green. And we live in a very green part of the world. And so I'll notice the shape of green leaves, the different colors of green. And uh, especially if I'm meditating while I'm running, the green passing so it'll be ahead of me and then it'll be beside me and yeah. then it'll be in my peripheral vision for a while and then it's gone 
and then noticing the next one coming up, just noticing all of that. Um, And uh, so that's kind of my focus is tuning in to what I'm choosing, what I'm selecting to use as my object. And then frequency is how often I choose to meditate, how often I choose to run. Um, And again, similar to that um, first interval training plan that I used for learning to run with meditation, you know, having a regular group where, oh yeah, it's, it's Tuesday. So I'm going to meditate with these people on Tuesday just to keep you in that frequency. I I like to call it tethering. So I'm tethered to my meditation by, I don't get too far away from it because I have this group or I have this uh, routine or this schedule, whatever it is that helps me stay tethered because I tend to wander away from things that are good for me sometimes. And so it's good to have, have kind of a little thing to bring me back. Yeah. I like that. Is there any, is tetherball still a thing? I, I remember that in elementary school. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I, if it is, I really don't want it. Yeah. It was my, uh, I'm not ball. Uh, let's see. Hand eye coordination is not <laughs> one of in my skill set. Let's just say. And so, yes. so tetherball meant, you know, getting hit in the head. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, and, or, or uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, dodgeball. Oh my god, dodgeball. Oh, yes. oh my god. If I dodgeball. heard we were going to play dodgeball, I was like, oh, oh, I, I think I'm going to throw up. I'll, I'll be in the bathroom while you're all throwing these yeah. flying well, orbs at each other. You know? I mean, do, but dodgeball is like aggressive by by oh, definition, brutal. whereas right. tetherball is not. Yeah, I know. But it's inter- I like how you use the word tether. I haven't even heard that word in ages. Tether. So for people who don't know what tetherball is, um, it's this ball. It's like a volleyball, I think. It's like a volleyball yeah, with it's a, essentially a volleyball, I think. A rope on it attached to a pole. It's so simple when you think about it. But it's so silly. And you hit and you I think you stand like on opposite sides and one person hits it and you try to hit it and you try to get it past the person on the other side. And then you try to wrap it around the pole and the ball is next to the pole and then you win, I guess. But I like how you use tether because then you're saying, okay, well then, because you mentioned earlier the word structure, like having a structure and having this tether of the intervals is is what keeps you to it, right? So you've got the the three times a week, or you've got the uh, the structure of the of the five of the five minutes meditation, or the, or the, the sixty second jogging, and so when you have the structure, you don't have to think. Oh, well, how long should I go today? Well, no, if you don't want to think, it's in the plan. It's in the structure. And you, you've you already you've predetermined that. And so there's you don't need any energy for making decisions, which is and always a nice thing. The antidote to, over- <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. It's the antidote to overwhelm for me. And for some yeah. people, they, they need a plan that is vetted by someone else. I'm at the point now in my oh, running where I can make my own plan. I trust myself enough. I've run uh, two ultra marathons, three full marathons, you know, 34 halves and I don't know how many states. So I've done a lot of running. Wow. Um, so I know what works for me and what doesn't. But when I was beginning, I needed an expert to tell me this is what you do. Yeah. And yeah. and that there's nothing wrong with that. That, that's the reason that they're experts and I'm not is because they've done it before. We want someone who's been on this path before to help show us. That's why we have teachers. Yeah. That's why we have meditation teachers. And so that 
structure of the plan, it helped with anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety. It really helped just calm me down. Oh, they've done this. And I also eventually got online and met some people online who were following that same plan. And I could think, oh, they're all doing it. It's working for them. So um, I needed that reassurance from to reduce the overwhelm, to calm my anxiety. Uh, just, I mean, structure is a very helpful thing. It really worked for me. You know, I, and I don't want to pass over this. You just tossed in there how many, you, how many marathons and ultra marathons for, from the person who said, I jogged for 60 seconds because I thought that wasn't too bad and it didn't sound like sprinting and I could do it because my friend was doing it. And how many, wh- wh- I don't even, how far is an ultra marathon? I don't, even, I don't even know how far that is. It's anything longer than a marathon. So a marathon okay. is 26.2 miles, yeah. which I don't know how many kilometers that is. I'm sorry. Yeah, like 40 or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's um, uh, 26.2 miles. So an ultra would be 26.3. The two that I've done are 31, we say 31 wow. and change. So 31 miles. They're 50K. Oh, 50K. That, there you go. Oh, that gives okay. you, yeah. 50K. 50K. Yeah. Right, right. 50K. So it's, um, um, and I chose, I mean, I don't want to downplay it because I was out there for nine hours, but I yeah. chose ones that were relatively flat, that had a lot of support. I knew where everything, you know, I could see the bathroom every five miles, every lap. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've done two of those. But it, remember, I do, I've done this for 12 years now and I started late and it's all my friend's fault. Not that first friend, <laughs> but, um, but I joined a running group. And when you hang around in a barbershop, eventually going to get a haircut. So right. I hung around with people who set yeah. crazy goals and meet yeah. them and have fun doing it. And you yeah. look at these people who look just like me, who otherwise, you know, we have breakfast together every Saturday and you think, well, they can do it. I mean, one of the women won her age group. She's 70 something and she won her age group for the ultra. So she did. She's done the ultra three times, I think now. So. You know, I think I think you've covered like everything that's important in, in getting something done. You know, you have the the tiny breakthrough initial moment, making it really small and finishable, doable. And which is and it, well, actually, to back up, like a trigger from someone else, trigger and a, and either in how you connect, like heart, mind, gut, and you had this person you knew, and then you had a structure, and ideally a structure from some expert or someone who kind of knows what they're talking about at least so you can say oh okay that's a good structure i don't have to reinvent it and, and for some people the they need the, but for some people they need the opposite of that okay so the structure let me tell you that some people will say i need the opposite of that i need to make my own structure and if you need if that's what you need do that so okay like i needed the expert somebody else who's more rebellious might not so yeah yeah. So okay. you've got that yeah. Structure. Whatever. I had this whatever makes it right. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so your book that just came out recently, "Make Every Move a Meditation." Well, now with a bit of backstory that we just heard, right? We've got we've got movement, we've got running, we have meditation. Wow. So does this book bring those all together? Yes. It's essentially a book about how to meditate. Period. But in most meditation books, you start with sitting. You have a still practice. Yeah. So this book just changes that up so that the posture, instead of sitting, 
is movement, which many of us are already doing. We hear the benefits of, of movement all the time. There's so much yeah. science yeah. behind us. Right. Same thing is true of meditation. So what happened for me was when I took up running, um, it didn't take me long to realize that I was meditating while I ran. Because when I'd get bored, I'd think, oh, we'll do something visual. We'll focus on the green leaves or uh, the sound or something like that. And yeah. And that brought it together for me. It was very natural for me, but I'd been meditating for a while. So yeah, yeah. meditation is also a very natural mind state. Most of us fall into it, the meditative state, yeah. without even realizing it. And yeah. so my goal here is to teach you how to do it on purpose. And to and to and it explains why. The first chapter is called Why Bother. It talks right. about the the benefits, the scientifically proven benefits of meditation. And then I talk about, you know, the benefits of movement too. In case someone doesn't have a movement practice. But yeah, it just came out. Um, it's doing well. It's getting really good reviews. Has the, some good blurbs from fancy people, which is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said something really interesting. You said how we are in a meditating state on a regular basis. But I, I think we we don't know or whatever. And then if we were to, you know, give it the stamp of, oh, well, what you're doing uh, there uh, is meditation. And uh, you're doing it the wrong way. You know, then I can imagine that, that do you think like, oh, no, it's this big, important, fancy thing. And I'm doing it all wrong. Whereas you, as you say, it's a, it's a natural state for us. I, we're just, maybe we don't even know we're in it. And so that's, that's really cool that you're going to help us uh, get in it in a, in a less traditional way. Sounds really exciting. Sounds really cool. Well, thank you. Thanks. I'm been really happy with the reception so far it's right it's, it's just something that is very close to my heart and it has worked yeah me too it has me too so i'm looking forward to it okay nita it's been great talking with you and we have so <laughs> we'll just have to i think we just need a regular conversation because there's so many topics that you and i have in parallel and overlap and all that and it's just it's just a joy so so thank you so much i'll put links down below to your book and everything else and thanks so much for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and always a pleasure to talk to you. So thank you very much. Well, maybe we'll have to do another one sometime and, we'll, and we will be, I'll be in a train station or something. We'll just hit record. Yeah, I think that's great. That'd be great. Yeah, that was fun. Speaking of, speaking of meditation, I mean, here we are formal. Okay. We're, we're, you know, here on zoom official behind the computers, you know, it's all, uh, we're doing it properly, but then, right. But then, this, how casual was that? And actually, speaking of flow, flow and, you know, get in the right frequency, get into flow. Well, for me, that's out and about. That's like out in the woods or out walking. That's where I'm in my best, my my most optimal frequency. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the benefits of nature. That's, yeah. you know, being in the trees right. and the fresh air. And oh, my yeah. gosh, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Brings it to a third level. So that's fantastic. Okay, good. We have much more for next time then. Yes. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.